Welcome back to Locker Room Dads, hosted by myself, Pat O'Donnell and Josh Brinzo. Today's guest on the show is our first non-athlete, but for a good reason. He is a nine-year Army vet who transitioned to being a stand-up comedian, but most importantly, he is one hell of a dad. Welcome to the show, Josh Firestein. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, I love that intro. I've never been introed as a non-athlete before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could be an athlete. I, I don't know if you me are. On stage like that. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's just, it's no one's been very specific about it before, and I love it. Oh man. <laughs> well, serving in the military, you're probably a little more uh, better shape than most people at some point in your life. So, I was, I was, I uh, about eighty pounds ago. But uh... <laughs> what's going on, man? I, got, I was in the army, and I uh, got out on the Saturday morning again. Uh, not much. Uh, I just got back off the road, actually. So. I'm glad to be home with my kids and uh, enjoying that time. I was on the road for like two weeks Oof. and just glad to be back. Just glad to not be on the, you know, hotels. You guys know. Yeah. No, yeah. I was going to say you got the like life of yeah. an athlete on the road, Absolutely. just traveling, going to different cities. Yeah. And, man, I can only imagine um, just like the different cities, different sets, different people. I'm sure there's like different flow to it too. It's probably like super tight people, like in different oh, yeah. areas of the world. And they're super like, yeah. I don't know, free-flowing, happy oh, people who like laugh at anything. <laughs> yeah, you can't tell the same jokes uh, in the Bible Belt that you can tell in L.A. Oh, <laughs> I could see that. It's a, little, <laughs> it's a little different. Well, how did you get into comedy in the first place? Uh, I always wanted to do it. And, um, you know, just as a kid, I always wanted to do it. And then uh, I was deployed to Afghanistan and uh, just kind of made a pact with a friend that we were going to do it when we got back. It's like one of those things, like like karaoke type of deal or skydiving like hey we want to do this you want to try this and then i did it and uh boys came out we had fun we got uh got a little sauce and uh <laughs> and uh i thought it went way better than it did and i decided to do it again and again and again and it's like drugs it never stopped so here i am not bad <laughs> i could see that it's probably a rush going on stage where like you don't really know the audience and you're just like well here it goes i'm gonna let it all hang out here oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like doing. I, I mean, I'm not. I never played in the NFL, but uh, I, I, I can probably assume like going out into a theater, uh, trying to get your first joke to land in front of two thousand people is a lot similar to trying to. It's probably harder to be honest with you. It's probably, yeah, it's probably a lot harder. <laughs> I think I think it would be harder because oh, I mean, hell yeah, it's a lot harder. Guess what? You're going to a football stadium. Well, they're there to see you play football. They kind of know the drill. You're going on to a comedy set. You got to make a good impression right off the bat, and you got to like. Feel the water, see what's landing. Oh man, have you had anything crazy? Oh, people gotta like your. Go ahead. I was gonna say people like you. They have to like your personality too. Like, how hard would that be as a football player if you had to be good at football and also like super likable to everyone <laughs> in the stadium? That would be so hard. Oh, so hard. I mean, oh, I was gonna ask you, what's like the craziest thing that's happened on stage? Have you had anything crazy where either someone like ran up there or like tried to tackle you or like? Was this one guy in the audience uh, that just wouldn't like <laughs> stop heckling you, and you just like like, dude, shut the. F well, the craziest thing wasn't violent. Uh, there was a violent thing once where this guy just wouldn't stop talking to his. He had these two girls on his arms, these these <laughs> ladies, and uh, they were like, they looked like, oh, I don't want to be rude, but they 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 looked like older escorts, <laughs> and uh, he's got them on his arms, and he's he's a pretty he's like he's a pretty stocky buff dude, and. Uh, He's just talking and talking. And finally, I just, I go, hey, man, why don't, you, why don't you just leave, you know? 
you obviously don't want to be here. He's like, we want to be here. I'm like, no, you're, you're talking. Everyone's trying to listen. You guys don't want to just, just go, I'll, you know, money back, whatever, just leave. And uh, he gets all mad, starts arguing. And the one lady goes, this is probably like a year and a half ago, by the way. And this one lady, she goes, our friend just died of COVID. And I was oh, like, whoa. Man. Uh, I'm sorry about your friend, but maybe you should be mourning right now instead of being here at the show talking. <laughs> and then they, <laughs> and then they left. Uh, I don't, by the way, I 100% think she was lying. Uh, there's no way she was telling the truth. And so they, they get kicked out and they're leaving. And as they're leaving, the guy yells back uh, out the door. He goes, I'm a millionaire. And I was like, I don't even know what that, like. Oh, okay. Come back in. Okay. Yeah, just, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> come on, man. This is a room full of poor people that you just made angry. You probably shouldn't yell that you're a millionaire <laughs> as you walk to your car. Tides are about to turn even more. <laughs> But the craziest thing I think that ever happened on stage was I was in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and um, this lady, her jacket and her hair caught on fire <laughs> from the candle on the table, just right in the middle of the room, just right up in flames. Your set was that good. Jeez. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I was like, wow, we're straight fire on these jokes, you know? And and then it was like her daughter's 50th birthday. This is how old this lady was. Her daughter was celebrating her 50th birthday. And then that became the she became like the center of attention the whole show. Um, well, yeah, hard not so to. It was really annoying because I wanted to be I wanted to be rude. I wanted to be mean. Like, hey, shut up! <laughs> but also, her mom just caught on fire. <laughs> I, was, I don't know if I have any leeway here. So did you just stop your set, or did you just did they, yeah, yeah. You had to stop? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I just stopped, and I was like, just like, are you on fire? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's not funny. We should probably someone should throw a vodka or maybe a water on you. Maybe not alcohol. We should throw water on you. Uh, and then she had like this old, it was an old, um, Hornets jacket. Remember those old, oh, yeah. uh, like, Charlotte yeah. Hornets? And it was like, she'd had it from back then. And I was like, can I, she burned a hole in her jacket. I was like, can I have that jacket? And she's like, no way I'm giving this jacket to anybody. And I was like, oh, I'm pretty disappointed. She's going to frame that. It's going to be like a, a, in the office. Yeah, somewhere. well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is it safe to say that was one of your favorite sets you've ever done? Like, you know how. Oh yeah. yeah I couldn't, I couldn't bomb after that. I couldn't, uh, and I was working with, uh, opening for Jay Moore at the time. And so that was just really cool to be able to show like that ability to deal with something and, and kind of improv it. Cause that's what he was. He was an, imp an improviser on SNL and all that yeah. stuff. And so I felt really cool to, to do that. And, and then he had some fun with her when he got up there and stuff. So that was cool. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I was going to transition into baseball cause I know you're a huge baseball guy, right? Padres. I mean, you got the hat on. Oh yeah. You got oh yeah. Josh here. Yeah. Yep. Happy opening week. <laughs> yes. Thank you. You too. How do you? Uh, so you're a Cleveland Guardians fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess this year I am. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've made the transition. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Is that a thing? Is that uh, bother you? Uh, or is it... I mean, I I've been a Cleveland fan my whole life. So I find myself like I'm sure. trying to tell my wife like yesterday for the game, like, hey, I got to put the Indians on. Oh, I mean, Guardians. Um, one of those that oh, ends sorry. like that. Um, I don't know. And then when you're saying that, it sounds like you're correcting yourself politically, right? You're like, oh, sorry, they're not. <laughs> yeah, I got censored. So, yeah, I mean, I'll take it, whatever. I, I'm i more mad about the front office and how bad they are. So in ownership, but yeah. Do you know what I think is hilarious, dude? Um that before they changed the name from Indians to Guardians, it was called the Indians, and then you guys have that that logo, Chief Wahoo, yeah. right? And uh, the Indians played at a stadium called Progressive Field. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Isn't that wild? Is. <laughs> They're like, welcome to Progressive Field. And then that logo smiling at you from ear to ear, like he's okay with how everything went down. Like, I don't know. It sounds like yeah, a set. Wild to me. This is yeah. why you do like your next set on <laughs> that. You go to Cleveland. <laughs> like, Cleveland, how are you? you dive right into that one. <laughs> but why, what uh, caused you to be a Padres fan? Were you, uh... I grew up in San Diego. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, I grew up there. Um, I got to watch the late, great Tony Gwynn play every single day on TV. And I got to go see him in person quite a bit. And uh, it's a big part of my life. I played ball all the way up until... Uh, played junior college one year, one semester at uh, Arizona Western, and then and then called it quits and joined the army. But uh, just love baseball, man. Padres baseball is—I mean, I'm sure it's compar- comparable to other teams, but just that breezy air, yeah, and sunshine. It's it's just great. A little bit better Still to watch a game, probably there. Crack of the bat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys have a beach oh, in a left park. center. I mean, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was cool when I was a kid. We would go play in the sand. <laughs> They they like legitimately have a beach <laughs> in their park. It's sick. That's awesome. That's like Jacksonville Jaguars, and they have a pool. Yeah, on the upper deck. Yeah. <laughs> like, geez. yeah. So do the Diamondbacks. Yeah, yeah. the Diamondbacks awesome. have a pool too. Oh, I wish I could. I've always dreamed of being. How a pool sick would my, that be? Especially if you get a home run out there, catching a home run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and you dive in like a kid. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then you have the basketball, and you dunk that as you're doing it. You know. <laughs> You got your kid in your hand, and you're just diving into the pool. Doing it all. <laughs> Doing it all. <laughs> Don't worry. He has floaties on. Yeah. Fine. It's for the gram. 100%. For the gram. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so uh, walk us through what the Army was like. So, uh, walk us through My cousin's in the Navy, so I get a little oh, stories man. with him, but I want to hear this firsthand, what the Army was like. Oh, it's cool. Uh, I joined when I was 17. Okay. Um, I had to get a permission slip from my mom, and she wouldn't let me be infantry. I wanted to be an infantryman, and she said, if you want to be an infantryman, you have to wait till you're 18. And uh, so I said, okay, and I talked to the recruiter, and he said, uh, well, here's what we'll do. Well, how about, how about uh, we give you a job where you, like, fix night fishing goggles or something? But you're an Army Ranger also. And I was like, what is an Army Ranger? <laughs> and then he showed me videos of these guys dropping out of helicopters and shooting all kinds of cool guns and night fishing goggles and stuff. And I was like, that's sick. Sign me up. Let's do it. And uh, – and he's like, yeah, as soon as you get your ranger tab and graduate ranger school, you can just become an infantryman. And I was like, all right, cool. And uh, he was 100% right. I did all those things, became a ranger, switched to infantry, and uh, take that, mom, you know? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> by that time, I was 18. So, but uh, yeah, so I, I went to basic training, then uh, airborne school. That was a three-week deal. That was kind of cool. Mm. Airborne school was cool because I went during the summertime. And during the summertime, the universities that have um the cadets what are they called what's it called um rotc like that group they come and they get to do schools during the summertime so they sent a bunch of rotc guys and gals to uh to airborne school and uh we got to have some fun with them and later on in my career i ended up working with some of them and uh that was that was wild that's like a a cool small community type of thing you see somebody like oh i thought i know you right we partied (laughs) in columbus georgia (laughs) okay um but uh, yeah, so airborne school, then it was ranger indoctrination program, and that was tough. That was, they designed the school to make you quit. It's like 30% graduation yeah. rate. Uh, the first day, they it was August, they brought us back. They made us run a mile and a half to the compound where the rangers are, and they, they put us out on this blacktop, and they put us in the push-up position, hands on the blacktop, in August, beaten hot. 
And they said, we are going to keep you here until at least 10 people quit. Wow. And they did. And it was awful. That sucks. I wanted to quit so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then every day was like that for the next four weeks. And, um, and then you graduate and you become a ranger. And, and then it's uh, time to get to work. And uh, that was fun. So you went, you went over to Afghanistan, right? Listen to one of your sets and you, three, three times. times. That's awesome. Yeah, wow. three times. That's insane. I spent 21 months in <clears throat> Afghanistan in total. So I actually uh, qualify for a mortgage over there now. So that's nice. <laughs> Man. You got to take it up. Man. You take it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were rates like over there? No. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, they're great rates. It's uh, 1.2, but you got, but you have to have a Taliban living in your house. So. <laughs> At least one per house. It's a rule. The quartering laws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he acts like a butler, though. It's a butler situation, so it's nice. It's nice. Your wife has to cover up, but it's a thing. It's, but it's still nice. Well, on that note, let's transition to dadhood, man. <laughs> so you're, you're a dad to Isaac, right? Yes, yes. I have a, a newborn. Newborn? Yeah, I have a newborn. And and I also have a seven year old daughter. Okay, too. nice, nice. Okay, nice. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I did my research well enough. Then I was stalking the Instagram. You know, I was trying to, and I saw his Isaac, and I was like, nice boy, uh, dad. This is gonna be awesome. But now, hey, girl, dad, we talk about that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, the, uh, unfortunately, uh, good thing my daughter doesn't have Instagram because uh, she would be so sad to see I don't post pictures for her. Recently. But uh, yeah, <laughs> didn't tag I, me, dad. Uh, very happy to have a boy. Very excited. Um, I'm excited to do stuff like baseball. Like my daughter isn't really interested in baseball. She's like soccer, gymnastics. So it's like, oh, I want to play baseball. That's the, that's the sport I'm good at. I was never good at football. I was like third string fullback. And uh, I didn't even know what that meant when I played. So I'm just excited to do that. I could see that. A little fullback action. Yeah. I'll have, you, have a, get you up in the Green Bay Packers, man. Get you in uniform. Yeah, dude. I, I can do the three-point stand still. Then I can get down. I can Coming to OTAs. <laughs> yeah. Who's this guy? He's a new recruit. I'll do Oklahoma drills. I don't care. <laughs> but, uh, walk us through like the experience in the hospital. First time, Dad. Were you just in utter shock? Or were you like, you know what? This is easy. I got this. this I got it all planned out in my head. Because I'm sure you had people from every which way. Like, dude, listen. like Going in the hospital for your first time. Like, expect this. Which you really mm-hmm. don't know until you're actually in it. Right. Yeah, and everyone has a different story yeah. too. I found there's like similarities and there's so many differences. I, my wife had the baby at a, at a military hospital, and I was kind of worried about it because I was like, I don't know. Like, sometimes people are military doctors because they don't want to have malpractice insurance, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. If this is safe. Um, I'm kind of worried about it. And then we get there, and it was kind of nice. Everyone was pretty nice. And then it was time time to deliver the baby, and the guy came in, and he looked twenty, uh, maybe he looked maybe nineteen twenty. He had to be twenty five. I mean, obviously, but he looked so young, and he's like, oh, "I'm gonna deliver the baby," and I was like, "No, you're not. Somebody else is definitely delivering my baby, right?" He's like, "No, it's me," and I was like, "Ah, well, maybe I should do it then, because I don't think you're qualified." <laughs> he starts scrubbing in, put on, and I got really. <laughs> I was I was worried. I was so worried. I was like yeah. this guy can't even deliver a post-it note let alone a baby probably so i don't just i don't trust it uh but it went well it went well and uh and it was cool we did have to like this was the funniest thing about 
having the baby at the hospital, the military hospitals, that they, they make you do a training video. I know you mentioned something earlier about a training video. Oh, yes. but they yeah. They give you like, they made us bring in our car seat and inspect it. And then they had to like go with us and watch us buckle it in the car to make sure we know how to do it. And I'm like, yeah, I know how seat belts work. <laughs> Jesus, you know, and they make us watch a 20 minute video, which mostly was don't shake the baby. That was most of the video. And I was 100%. pretty disappointed yep. to find out you can't do that. I was, <laughs> I thought that was why you did it. And uh, no, of course I wasn't not. Everyone knows that. that. <laughs> don't, yeah, everyone knows don't shake the baby, right? Like that should be, but I guess some people don't. They have enough cases, but. Jeez. So when your wife was in the pregnant, um, in the hospital, when she was pregnant, were, was she like craving anything at the time? Were you like, dude, she needs to have this for any new dads out there? You're like, Hey, make sure she gets what she wants. You know what I mean? Cause that's a pretty crucial time where <laughs> things are about to go down. Like you got to make them as comfortable as possible. Yep. Oh yeah. It's weird because she, it makes her sick now. Uh, but avocados, she was just avocado only. She wanted avo- no toast, just just the avocado, please. No Should guacamole. Wow. Diet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now it makes her sick. It's really weird. That's crazy. That's How insane. about you guys? Any cravings for, for your for your gals? Yeah. My wife, it was pickles. Uh, like like an abnormal amount of pickles, though. Like every meal. It's kind of strange. Really? Um, and like we're going through it again. Pickles again. Really? Pickles. Okay. Dude. I don't know why. That was like the first sign for us was the pickles. Yeah. Like I was at Publix or grocery store and I go through the line and express checkout. I have pickles and a pregnancy test. And the dude looked at me and I'm like, yes, it's happening. But yeah, we were going through like that sourdough thing, man. Cause you remember like lockdown 2020, we have a mm-hmm. coronial, right? So we just had a baby about a year. Coronial. I haven't heard that yet. That's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Coronial man. So we were doing the whole sourdough thing, and now she can't, like, stand sourdough. Like, she can't even look at it. Oh, she can't wow. say, oh, uh, nope, can't have it. Uh. Can't smell it? But yeah. Nothing. You guys are making no part sourdough? of it. <laughs> you know, everyone's, like, doomsday yeah, preppers and, like, people. making their own yeah. sourdough. And, like... <laughs> Nobody was learning how to skin a fish, but they were learning how to make sourdough. Yeah. yeah. yeah the, the least important. <laughs> Gonna need that. Yeah. Your kitchen knowledge. <laughs> all right, we're all set. I've got the sourdough. <laughs> but uh did you always know that you wanted to be a father or were you like hey if it happens one day it happens no i actually didn't want to be a father um i didn't i had no desire uh to have kids at all and uh my wife just really wanted them and i didn't want to lose my wife and so i said you know we'll do we it. and now and now yeah and now I'm, i love it it's the best I had a second one it's great yeah, I guess for all those dads out there that were in your situation, like what what advice would you give them? I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, because not every dad wants to be a dad. Like sometimes it happens like on accident, or sometimes it just happens. Like man, I thought like maybe when I was like 50, you know, I have a kid or something like that. Right, not like yeah. in my like <laughs> 20s or 30s, but yeah, I didn't know if you had any advice for him. I would say you gotta. You got to really know what you want in the future. It's you got to you know, weigh your options because life's about sacrifice, no matter what. We all make sacrifices, um, and it's just a, ma- a matter of compromise and, and and what it's worth. And to me, compromising, not wanting to be a dad, was worth staying with my wife. And then I had the kids and just absolutely loved it. And I would say that to other people, you're gonna don't worry, you'll love it. But I, maybe not. Maybe you'll hate it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
Uh, I've met some of these kids out there, and I get it. I get it. Um, I got some good kids. Luckily, I got lucky. But some people, it's just not built for some people, and uh, you got to recognize that. I think. I think That's I true. knew though that I, 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 there's like a part of me that I knew I, I didn't want to be a dad, but I knew I could do it. Just from being in the army and being a sergeant, and uh, I really like, I really had to be some some guy's daddy out there. Like they didn't have yeah. dads growing up, and they didn't. Didn't have anybody teach him how to be a man, and here I am, 21 years old, teaching a 18 year old kid how to be a man. It's weird. It's a weird environment to be in, but uh, it does, you know, it does get you ready for being a dad. So, kind of I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, mentoring someone, 100%. you know, getting someone. I didn't teach ready. a guy how to write cursive once. He didn't know how to write cursive, and it's not a big deal wow. to know how to write cursive, but yeah. he couldn't sign his name. He was signing his name on a on a document we had, and he just wrote use. And I was like, dude, you got to learn how to make your mark as a man, you know, like, and he's like, well, I don't know how to write cursive and I don't want to tell anybody. So I got him some, some of those like children's books with the, with the little, you can yeah. trace it. Oh and, yeah. Uh, and then he learned how to write cursive and now he can sign his name. And that's a weird thing. Uh, it's, I think it's better to practice on grown men than on children. Cause then you have the patience of dealing with a grown man. You can deal with it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that They're a little more like, I kind of understand what's going on here. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but have you had any uh crazy experiences like as a father? Maybe like awesome moments or maybe like an oh shit moment where like you're changing them on the changing table, yeah. almost fall over, like walking up the stairs, almost falling backwards. Like I don't know. Um I don't know. It's hard. I did I did drop my daughter down the stairs once, but uh it it doesn't it sounds worse than it is. I was on the second stair and she was walking with me and she tripped and fell down two stairs and hit her head and we were so worried about it she was about one and a half or two we took her to the hospital and that was the last time i'll take my kid to the hospital over a minor injury because the only thing they wanted to do was accuse me of beating up my child the entire no. time there, like, they separated me and my wife into different rooms they interrogated us it was a whole thing oh my god i was like i just want to know how my daughter's doing she fell down two stairs she has a bump on her head like we didn't kicker or anything can you know that was yeah that was weird and so i was like I, unless it's like a, a major injury i'm not taking her to the hospital uh, so no so stitches we can do that at home right now yeah, yeah i mean you didn't let her right go now. 12 rounds but she was in boxing tyson or something you know like she took a tumble come on yeah we're taking we're taking bets in the backyard kimbo slice style and uh <laughs> yeah come on um I, I had this experience yesterday. I actually had to like talk with Josh about this where your kid actually walks in on you for like the first time, like using the bathroom, like taking a pee, like whatever it is. It's an experience like within itself. I'm like, what do I do? Do I like stop midstream? Do I push her out? Is it like, is don't it, turn. Is it too late? Like, well, I think it's different if it's a girl and a boy, right? Uh, if it's a girl yeah. walking in, you're like, ah, how do I explain it? If it's a boy walking in, you go, you're peeing. You go, this is how it's done, son. Take a good look. Yeah. <laughs> we can watch skip it, everything to the potty train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is how you do it. This is the technique, all right? Uh, but yeah, the, Pat and I, I both have it. daughters. So that's oh. like, that's kind of where it caught us because it happened to yeah. me as well. And like my daughter, Billy, is like walking towards me with her hand out. And trying I'm to like, touch the stream. And I'm like, yep, nope, get out of here. I'm like, Aaliyah, Aaliyah, come get Billy. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm like shouting for help. Not today. No. Not, not today. That's like, That's never happened. It, it's an awkward moment. 
It is, but I don't know what. Yeah, it's never. It's never happened. No, not with my daughter. No, not with my daughter. No, and she's almost eight. One time, not the same, but one time she did. Uh, I did catch her playing with the bidet. She was in there just kind of playing with it, and the bidet was just <laughs> spraying water all over the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> drinking like out a, of it like a fox like a <laughs> <laughs> i hope not uh maybe well, i didn't see it all <laughs> yeah i hope not so you got a uh, boy and a girl what's it like having both is it nice is it refreshing because they both have different interests or you like you know i do a, a boy is just so much easier i know he's young but having a girl is different right from everything it is different, it is different. yeah from jump street and I'm glad that we had the girl first because I've heard from a lot of people that boys can be easier in a lot of different ways. And so I'm glad we had the girl first. But uh, but yeah, it's cool that they're different. And they, you can already see a little bit of the personality coming out in the newborn and uh, how, how he's a little different. And uh, some of the things, how he's the same, he laughs the same way she did. And, you know, he, he looks like she did when she was a baby. And so that's that's really cute. Um, I'm excited to, for him to get older, though. And to really, you don't really see those differences until like two, I think. But okay, uh, okay. Well, yeah, we'll we're see. almost there then. Yeah, about a year and a half. Again, yeah. Um. So, so being in the hospital, I want to ask you this because you went through it with your son. Do you talk to the doctor? Do you talk to your wife about like circumcision? Does it happen right then and there? Is it like it does? We'd actually we're so dumb we didn't talk about it until that moment. We never thought about talking about it. And then the doctor was like, How "About a circumcision," and I was like, "Oh, like right now." You're like a little and snip snip, were, you know? You know, and I was like, no, I'm already circumcised. Thank you. I've had enough. Uh, no. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, I'll, take a double, I'll take a double shot. Thank you. <laughs> when um, he's done. If you can make it shorter, I'd appreciate that. Uh, no, I, we, they asked us and they were like, it's like a, an appointment you got to make for a week from now or whatever. And I was like, gotcha. yeah, a week sounds like a lot. Let's just not do it. Uh, no, I didn't want to do it. We didn't want to do it. It doesn't make sense. I don't. I'm not a doctor, but I don't think there's any other reason besides keeping it clean or whatever. Right. We didn't do it. Gotcha. I always wondered how that worked. I mean, with a girl, it's very straightforward. You're like, okay, this is how you clean them, so you wipe them, take them out, safety video. Boy, yeah. it's like there's a lot of stuff with it. It is circumcision, yeah. you know. The diapers yeah. are harder, for sure. The diapers, uh, I don't cold air. Graphic, but yeah. uh, trying yeah, to clean str- all the cracks and then, you know, our. <laughs> Our, our, uh, I don't know how clean this podcast is, but uh, yep, you know good. we got a we got a sack down there, and uh, it's a wrinkly thing, and <laughs> it's, it can be hard to clean sometimes. Yeah, and get uh, the power washer out. Yeah, it's yeah, happened a couple of times where you're out there clean. I'm down there trying to clean it, you know, and and then he just starts peeing. I'm like, ah, if I just got it done faster. <laughs> He's just peeing all over himself and all over me. Goodness. That's the thing about a boy is a girl didn't do that. The girls, if they pee while they're on the changing table, it just kind of comes out. But yeah. With a boy, it's, 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 watch out. It's like time it's crisis, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get in, you're like, I got 20 seconds, you're like just, max. Cover that. Yeah. I feel, like I'm, I feel like I'm in the hurt locker, just like, oh, geez. <laughs> Red wire. Gonna diffuse this thing quick. <laughs> oh, man. That's like the circumcision thing. That's like something. You know, my wife and I have talked about it if we had a boy, but I never understood how the actual process happened, like in the hospital. Because, like, like Pat said, you know, the girl, they're just like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, looks good, all there. And then obviously, there's more questions with the boy. Never thought about that. Absolutely. There's different, there's different ways. I think when I was a kid, they just did it like on site. Like it was like a, hey, while we're in there, do you want us to just uh, slice him up 
you know, and uh, then there's also like the traditional Jewish circumcision, the bris. I don't know if you know what a bris is, yep. but yeah, yep. the rabbi does it, and then he sucks the blood out or something. It's weird. I don't, I don't get it, but uh, yeah, it's sucks a whole the thing. blood out. I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing. They put the I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, they put their mouth on it and they suck the blood out of it or whatever. It's uh, like a weird rabbi vampire thing. I'm not sure exactly. Okay, okay. For me. And then your family's there to celebrate. It's weird. I don't know. It's a weird religion. Yeah, I mean, the more that you dive into this, you're like, you know what? We're going to keep everything as is. <laughs> just can't avoid the, uh, the confusion yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so your daughter, Maddie, right? She's into sports right now? She's yeah, playing, she's into yeah. soccer, and uh, we're going to get her into gymnastics. She really wants to do gymnastics, but uh, I, I tell her she doesn't have a – I don't think she has, like, the the dedication for it, the, the okay. like, individual discipline. Because soccer, you, could, you run around, you have a good time, you have fun, got it. But, like, gymnastics takes individual discipline. You have to really hold yourself accountable and really compete with yourself. And she's kind of like a, ah, I give up. I'd rather do something else. <laughs> I'm a, what was that Netflix? Was it A for Athlete? That crazy uh, Netflix when they were... I think so. I don't know. You didn't see that when they were going like deep? I, like I'm in Texas, sure there's is, like yeah. they drop out of like middle school, yeah. high school, and they like solely dedicate all their time to like gymnastics and yeah. try to make the Olympic team. And Gymnastics is insane. It's all about failure. Like your good oh, yeah. moment happens when you're at an event and like all your practices are about you failing basically. Really? Like That's you go what to I was failure? failing to say. Yeah. That's what I was trying yeah. to say too, by the way, is that she's not good at taking failure. So if, if she's it, not, that's hard for a kid. Yeah, it is. It really is. And that, that's where that's where good parenting comes in. Like uh, the difference between a good parent and a bad parent is the difference between a kid being able to um, develop, a, a, you know, an, an ability to deal with adversity or not the, the ability to deal with it. Yep. You know? So I, it's hard, but you got to do your best and be conscious of it. Yeah. So when she's out there on the soccer field are you like the dad just like quiet to himself you're like clapping encouraging like handing out orange peels are you like cracking jokes like at the referees like the poor dad that's like volunteering his time and he's like come on ref no i uh i wish i i I do give the vibe that i would be that guy but i'm i'm really not uh i wish i was that guy because it'd be kind of funny but uh i'm more of the guy just kind of stays on the bench and just clap and i'll go yay maddie or whatever and everyone's yeah. like, maybe i'll maybe i'll turn to the guy next to me and be like oh that kid sucks huh and then he's like that's my daughter and i'm like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah who, right. who got her on the team <laughs> <laughs> must know someone <laughs> i can't wait for those days just going to the soccer field she's young right now but i'm like i'm really looking forward to those days where yeah they're, what do you call that? They're, they just hover and flock around the ball. There's no positions. Like it's oh. just like net ball. Like they do, the ball's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, there's like ball. six yeah. kids at the. It's like it looks like rugby. It's like there's six like they're in a scrum over the ball, yeah. and then there's like one kid picking flowers over off to the side, and then you have the one kid whose dad is like coaching them, trying to be like the next Messi. That's right, and they're going the wrong yeah. way. But that's yeah, what's yeah. so great about it. That's yeah. so great everyone. about it. I can't wait for that. <laughs> He's shooting on the wrong goal, but Dad's yeah. losing it. Extra drills for you after practice. He's a dad like, son, you got to get off the field. Like, there's another game going on. Like, no, they're going to get this right until they can go home. 
That's um, what I can't wait for baseball for. I can't wait to I can't wait to be that dad who's coaching my son and he's terrible, but he's the but he's the starting pitcher and uh <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Better believe it. <laughs> Yeah, we're down. We're down eight nothing in the second, but uh, the kids are having fun. They're having a good time. The other <laughs> That's kids, right. Say, they're having a great time. Boy, will he learn? We've only um, walked ten in a row, but we're sticking to yeah. him. Talk about adversity. Yeah, he'll it's learn adversity. My son set a record. He walked in a row. <laughs> yeah, did your son set a record? I don't think so. Mm-mm. Um, you've probably been through this with the vacations with the family. I didn't know if you had any awesome vacation ideas for dads out there like you know i don't know what to do with the family i don't want to put too much effort into it because we've heard mixed reviews like josh is a huge disney guy like through Mm -hmm. and through he just like random weekends i'm going to disney i'm like your daughter's like a year and a half like she doesn't know what what's going on or i don't know if you were like hey dude we went to like malibu like and we just (laughs) crushed like we were surfing (laughs) maddie was like on the board i didn't know if there was any cool vacations that you, you guys went through Honestly, uh, I know I'm from there originally, but I'm biased. But San Diego is such a good place for families to go on vacation. Disney's great. Two, it's like an hour and a half, two hours away. Um, yeah. And in San Diego, you have Legoland. Um, you got SeaWorld. You got the San Diego Zoo, which is one of the best zoos in the world. The Wild Animal Park. Uh, all the beaches. All the food. Lots of places are family friendly. There's a baseball stadium. Uh, it's just I, there's so many things to do for families in San Diego, and that's why I love going back. We went back in September uh, for our oh, nice. year anniversary, nice. and that was really nice. Because you guys are based in Washington right now. Yeah, I live in Tacoma, which is just south of Seattle, like like thirty. Okay, forty minutes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. A lot of rain, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, it's clear today, which I have a uh, I'm headlining a comedy club in Seattle tonight and tomorrow. And when it's uh, sunny in Seattle, people don't do they don't go anywhere except for outside. And so I'm like, oh, uh, I wish it would rain so I could sell tickets tonight. But uh, uh, we'll see how it goes. I see some clouds rolling in, but it's been really nice. And summers here in Seattle actually are the best I've ever seen in the world. I've been all over the world, and this is the best summer in the world here. Really? It. Oh yeah. I wish nice. there was a beach. I never heard beach, that. But oh, it's so beautiful. The, the weather's perfect. It's like eighty-five to ninety max. No rain. Nice breeze. It's great. Maybe that's where I need to go. Tacoma, Washington. Yeah, well, maybe, Definitely maybe not Seattle. As hot. Tacoma, Tacoma stinks. It's uh, <laughs> not stinks like this, but like it literally stinks. It's, uh, it's got this like uh, sewage in the river or whatever. It's not, it's not a great smell in the summer. But... Okay, okay. Maybe not. Maybe not for the family <laughs> Bill, vacation. Bill's character. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm exaggerating, but no, Seattle's great. Uh. So talking about the kids and like shows and Disney and things, do you guys have like a certain show or movie that you guys absolutely wear out in the household? Are you like, we just like Encanto, Josh is yeah. like a huge Encanto family. And I'm like, dude, how many times are you going to watch that movie? Too many. Like, over and over and over again. What do you guys like absolutely destroy in that house? Uh, <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants. All right. Really? Yes. Yeah. SpongeBob yes. SquarePants is the one. Uh, in our house and my daughter's a goofball she's such a goofball and it's perfect because that's her personality and stuff but, uh, yeah that one and then we uh we yeah we watched moana way too many times i'll say that oh too. Yeah. yeah yeah we're on that one right now moana i know all the songs man i know all listen know who knew all. the rock would be that good at singing oh he, hey, he, had, he somebody trained him and he did well i loved it dude he's good he's also all over the place now 
Yeah. He's a Miami guy. Yes, sir. Talented. <laughs> you the know Rock? The Rock. Oh, oh, the oh Rock. right. The Rock. Sorry, Dwayne sorry. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I would vote for The Rock for president. I, I would. You know what? At this point, we're probably not going to lose out on anything, so why not? Yeah. I, I say go for it, It can't it, get worse. Yeah. We've had some wild ones in the last uh, last twenty <laughs> years. It's been it's been a wild ride, and uh, I say we just we just take it to the the WWE. We we see what the country's got cooking. Summer SmackDown. Uh huh. <laughs> yes. That that's the that State be, of the Union. Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta we can make that happen for sure. <laughs> coming off the ropes. Uh huh. The people's <laughs> elbow coming out. <laughs> Raw inauguration ceremony. It'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) It's like uh, if you've seen Idiocracy, President Camacho. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I would love that. Let's make it happen. So, so, (laughs) so tonight we got a show tonight. Yeah. So walk us through. Yeah. What's the venue? The, it's a club comedy, Seattle. It's a little comedy club in Capitol Hill. uh, Close to the Chaz. Remember that? uh it's over there <laughs> and um yeah it's gonna be it's a small little place and it's gonna be cool it's uh people in seattle are very progressive and uh sometimes they can be a little offended by jokes but it should be good it should i'm telling myself that it'll be good <laughs> does the family does the family ever come out and they support or are they just like you sometimes. know we stay really far away from that yeah well sometimes my wife's not really a fan of stand-up which is great i i love it i love that uh I had friends that their wives or their girlfriends are always at shows, and it's like you never have a chance to hang out and just uh, chill. You know, this one lady she brings yeah. her husband everywhere too, and that's also it's you know, it's like uh, you don't ever have a chance to get away and do your own thing and concentrate, and uh, it's nice. It's it's nice. So she comes out every once in a while and to the big shows, or if there's a headliner or somebody else I'm working with that she likes. Yeah. Oh, nice. I always wondered that because I'm like I'm looking at my wife and I'm like. If I bombed or like she would just start being like, You shut the fuck up. Like that's oh. my husband. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Start yeah, she's the one fighting. Yeah, people. someone's heckling yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Like you try to get up there. You try it. Oh. That's what that was my question. But yeah, dude, we wish you was... nothing but the best, man. Yeah, I can't wait. Thanks. Tell everyone where to hear you too, because we want everyone to check you out as well. Thanks. I uh I'm Josh underscore Firestein on Instagram and uh Twitter and I have an album called Needless to Say that debuted number one on iTunes. It's uh, it's okay. It's not great. But uh, <laughs> if you can listen to that on Spotify for free or it's also on iTunes. And if you hate it, just mute it and let it play. And then in 2024, they'll give me like 10 cents. So please. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> please do that. And then I also have a podcast called the uh, Roastbusters podcast with me and my, my good pal Narn Van. And that is um, – we uh we say a lot of bad words and we say a lot of uh things so if you're not into that don't listen but uh <laughs> oh, that's great, that, listen. We, have a, we have a fun time so no we'll definitely be supporting you yeah and we'll plug that on our own pages for you 100 percent. all right josh thanks, we fellas. appreciate it man thanks so Thank much for joining us on locker room dead yeah thanks guys we'll talk to you soon See buddy you. appreciate it Locker Room Dads is powered by Mantra Labs. 
After my buddy Nick Foles, Super Bowl MVP, recommended this amazing new nutrition line to me, as a professional athlete, I had to listen to hear what he had to say. So let me tell you, Mantra Labs is an absolute game changer. For all you dads out there looking to have more energy, better hydration, and better sleep, look no further. Mantra Labs is the stop for you. So we've actually partnered with them, and they provide 25% off everything on their site. So go visit them at gomantralabs.com. Enter Locker Room Dads with no space for 25% checkout. 